Hello, world. Welcome to the Speed Strength Show. I'm Braden. I'm Tommy. And the hot dog is a sandwich. This it is, is a sandwich. Uh, it, it is a sandwich. That's why, that's why I said that. I figure someone on the internet's going to disagree with me, but we're in agreement. So, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. I feel like the internet needs to know that more things are sandwiches than the world thinks are. Yeah, and I mean, the sandwich is just a, a overarching category. Yeah. That a lot of things fall into. If you kind of open your mind about what could constitute bread, then there's a lot of things that are sandwiches. That's why we went with it. But yeah, episode zero, I think we're calling it right. Episode zero. Episode zero. Of the Speed Strength Show, kind of covering everything human performance, right? Human performance, yep. Some science, some application, some whatever ends up happening. All comes, yeah, all comes back to human performance, though. So yeah. this will be this will be pretty exciting. What are mm-hmm. you most excited about starting this up? Uh, well, honestly, what I'm most excited about is just shooting the shit with you. You know, like when we hang out, we end up talking about this stuff anyway. And it's how serious it is or how silly it is. It's always a good time. You know, when we're talking about like, I mean, applying stuff like my stuff to a track thing or your stuff to a powerlifting thing, or our collective knowledge to some nonsense. It's all, it's all fun. Well, to me, that's the cool part is we sort of started in the same place, branched out a little bit. Yeah. And now with the show, we're kind of back, mm-hmm. back together in a sense where we're actually like working together Yeah. day in and day out on, on something. Cause we used to work day in and day out together in the same space in the same room. Yeah. And then we didn't for a few years. Yeah. And now this is almost a way of bringing it back together, yeah. but it's cool how we started in the same place with like strength and conditioning and then yeah. took it different routes with you going the powerlifting route, me mm-hmm. going a little bit more into the track and field. Mm-hmm. And now kind of bringing it back together and then we can, you know, bring our newfound knowledge that oh, we've yeah. discovered to each other. For sure. Did you always think that you were going to go into track? No, I actually, well, what got me into track was strength conditioning. Hmm. I think I realized that in sports, the coolest thing was like the supplemental training. Hmm. It was lifting, it was sprinting, it was doing all that type of stuff. So then for me, kind of got into track because I think it interested me more than playing some of these other other sports that I was playing. Mm, and like it's like, oh, I love training so much. This sport basically is training. Right. Like your favorite part of football training was being in the gym and being on the track, essentially. Yeah. It was like running fast and trying to, you know, yeah, that's cool. hit whatever numbers or hit whatever goals. And so I think that's what sort of led me into track. But even when I was running track and competing, I always had the intention of going into strength conditioning from mm. a coaching standpoint. Mm. So... And I don't know, like, what is it, like, what drew you into powerlifting? I mean, it's a similar story, honestly. Like, I played, I played football as well, and a couple of years at Waterloo, and then I, like, I always loved being in the gym and being competitive in the gym, and was one of the stronger guys in the team. And then when I stopped playing, like, I just fell out of love with the sport on the field, but I still wanted to be competitive, and then I 
learned that powerlifting was a sport. And then I was like, okay, I'm already pretty good at this. So let's just, let's just give it a go. And then I was like, I started powerlifting with the intention of going to nationals once and then calling it. But as soon as I signed up for my first meet, I got way too excited. And then, you know, here we are four or five years later. Well, that's why I asked because when we were together at Waterloo that year, you had just left football and then you were dabbling in a bunch of things. It was like two or three months of weightlifting, two or three months of powerlifting, two or three months for whatever. And then it was only once I left for out West that you started to solidify your, your interest in powerlifting. So I wasn't really there to see what transpired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was really fun. You know, like I, I remember sitting in the, in the gym with a guy that I think we both know he's big and he's French. He has a huge bench and he's super, super smart at physics. Also yes. used to play football. Yes. I know exactly not, what you're talking about. Not going to say his name. Um, maybe in the future we'll say names and leave them out. Um, but I was just sitting at the gym with him talking about how I wanted to compete. And I, I think he mentioned powerlifting to me. And then I just had pulled out my laptop and looked up the qualifying totals for nationals. And I was like, Oh, I already have that. So how do we, how do we go to nationals? <laughs> and then it actually took me until like 2019, I guess. Yeah. Last year for me to go to my first nationals. Cause I just kept getting injured beforehand, but yeah. But yeah, well, that's why I asked, because like I said, I didn't really know the the full story behind when you got into all the powerlifting stuff, right? Because yeah. it was something that was sort of on your radar when I was there, but then I was out of the city by the time you like fully decided to commit to that as yeah. a sport. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that was a good time. And like, it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a more, I think you probably feel the same thing with track is. Like it's, in my opinion, it's pretty easy to apply strength training to sport as it's probably pretty easy to apply speed training to sport. It's a different problem to solve. And the tools that you use are important to get the best transference. But when you get into the specific, like we're only trying to get faster or we're only trying to get stronger, the tools that you have to use in the puzzle you're trying to solve becomes like a lot more specific. Yeah. And that's where I feel like you learn that better in mm-hmm. order to apply it. Because I think the interesting thing about both those things, powerlifting, track and field, I put weightlifting in that category. I put strongman in that category. Yep. Is there sort of what we could classify a little bit as training sports? Yeah. Right. They are sports. They are legitimate sanctioned competitions but a lot of other team sports or evasion sports draw on those principles and the training methods to make their Mm -hmm. athletes better. So I think it's really interesting to dive deep into a sport like powerlifting or track and field because of its broader application, Mm -hmm. not only within the sport, but outside of the sport as well. Yep. And and for a sport that on its face seems so simple, once you get into it, it's a lot more complex than people think. Like I know whenever I start coaching somebody in the gym, somebody that's like, maybe they lifted before, maybe they haven't, but they haven't 
focused on their technique as much as they could have. And then when I'm teaching them like, oh, you need to bend the bar in your bench, you know, or you need to think about pulling your chest up to the bar in your bench and just all the different things that can make a really, really big difference to your lifts. It's, it just becomes so much more complex and so much more technical. And it, it's not simply like the biggest, strongest person wins. It's like, how can you execute? It's how do you train? All these things come into play. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Those are the examples of things where like when we dive a little bit deeper into it, mm-hmm. I think sometimes it gets lost, like you said, on the surface level because it looks so simple. Mm-hmm. Oh, that person's just squatting a lot of weight. That person's just running really fast or jumping really far. Mm-hmm. But when you start to break it down in a really, really, you know, specific and minute way, it changes a bit of your appreciation and the perspective oh. you have on how something really simple can become quickly very, very complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think the same thing goes for, for every other sport, but yeah, like I was saying before, I think like if you want your offensive lineman for a football team to get stronger, you're going to have them squat and deadlift. Probably if you want your receivers and defensive backs to get faster, you're going to have them sprint, you know, but if you want your sprinters to get faster, of course you're going to sprint, but, you sprint like every other day at some point you have to have some kind of variation to make a difference, you know, and powerlifters squat, deadlift bench, you know, a few times a week, every week. So at some point you got to have some variation. But yeah, I mean, that's, I think the, the first point you make about just kind of, you know, interacting and, and chatting and learning from one another. I mean, I'm most excited to kind of do this, for a bit of the same reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, we haven't had a chance to work together over the past two or three years. Yeah. We've been in contact, we stayed in touch, Mm -hmm. but we've been on different sides of the country. So for us now, all of a sudden to be able to work collectively on something together again, to me is really, really exciting. Yeah, definitely. And I still think personally, despite it being the first year where coaching was I guess my full-time responsibility at Waterloo I still think that was my best year of coaching to this point even though we're four or five years down the road and in theory you think things would get better and I think part of it was I think the the working together with you Mm. was such a strong factor in whatever successes that we we had. So to me, the, the coolest part about doing this is getting to interact with you more on a daily basis. And I, I think we fed off of each other so much in that environment and we were able to, you know, come up with creative ideas and solutions to how do we train? How do we get better? How do we, you know, give the athletes a better experience and give them a better chance on the court to succeed. But that to me is the most exciting part is, kind of being able to team up again sort of with somebody that, you know, worked really, really well together. And like I said, for me, that's the part that's, that's the most exciting. It's trying to yeah. relive and recapture some of that, you know, Waterloo magic that we, yeah. that we had. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, hundred percent agree. I think um, with anything, I think, definitely the biggest factor in how much you enjoy whatever project or work you're doing is, is the people you're working with. Obviously 
you should be doing something you enjoy regardless of the people, but good people are going to make everything better no matter what. And, and then I think the amount that you enjoy the thing that you're doing and the amount that you enjoy working with the people you're working with, it's going to make a huge difference on like how well you succeed at whatever it is you're doing, how well the, like the results are, you know? And so I think you're right that we, we fed off each other super, super well, you know, working and I learned a lot working with you. Obviously I didn't have a lot of experience before then. Um, and yeah, just like sitting down and, and programming. Those were some of the best times just like puzzling it out, you know, sitting, sitting behind the trainer desk, just writing on the whiteboard that like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to put things? And then we head out to the gym and take a look at practice. Oh, how do they actually move? What are they actually doing? And, you know, and problem solving that way, it was super. And then obviously working with the athletes, obviously we were working with a really great group. Um, but then, yeah, just feeding off each other in those sessions and yeah, it was, it was a good time. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having some of that again. Yeah. And that's the exciting part for me. And it's, it's not like a, it's not a slight to anybody else that I've worked with. Cause I've worked with a number of really, really great people. And I currently work with a number of really, really great people, but we, the connection that we had and the way that we were coaching together was arguably on a different, different level. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even we were complete strangers at the start of the year, <laughs> right? If you think back to September and I remember that, oh, what did you write at the start of the email? It was the most formal email I had ever received from somebody in my I life. Think, yeah. I think, I think we should try to find that email or that message if we can and read it at the beginning of the next show. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like, well, yeah. Cause it was the first time I'd taken like a, a job where I was, you know, fully responsible for teams or a team. Yeah. But I had never been referred to as like Mr. Whatever in an yeah. email or coach, whatever. It was always just very casual. Hey, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. And so all of a sudden to get this like really official email, I thought was, you know, kind of hilarious. And then mm-hmm. what started based on that email is like a really, really professional kind of colleague to colleague type relationship within like three days. The women's basketball team was like, are you guys best friends? How long have you known each other? And it's like three days, two days. Yeah. So that to me was like the cool part was that the, the connection and the kind of the wanting to work together was there from the very, very start. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it flourished and spiraled into all kinds of like really great things where, you know, I, like I said, we learned a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from you, you know, despite mm-hmm. what you said, you're like, Oh, I, you know, didn't know very much. And you, there was a lot that I learned from you. Mm-hmm at the time. And that was, like I said, to me, still probably the best year of coaching collectively that yeah. I've had with, with anybody or any group. So I think to me, that's the really exciting part is that we can, you know, even though it's remote kind of learn and, and pick each other's brains a little bit and try to take our coaching from here to here, yeah. you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, it, it is. And that's going to be another obviously huge bonus is like when we hang out and chat normally, like I said, we normally do end up getting into some of this stuff, but um, building this thing with the intention of talking about science and performance and how things apply to sport and stuff. Like I, I know that we're both going to learn a lot 
uh, a lot more, you know, and obviously we learned a lot then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny remembering that time, like how things started, you know, cause I, like I was, I was, um, I stopped working, playing with the football team. I still wanted to work with the football team. I had reached out to the team trainer and the, and the strength coach at the time who I had a relationship with already. So those were pretty informal, but then reaching out to you, it was actually the strength coach suggested I reach out to you. I had no idea. Like I'm not even a hundred percent sure if I knew you worked at the gym before I knew people that would have worked with you and I had a relationship with them. So if it was them, I would never have been as formal as I was, but like, it's just, Oh, okay. This guy's coming in. He's going to be the new varsity basketball strength coach, you know? And then the first time I saw you in the gym, I was like kind of nervous to talk to you, but then yeah, three days, two days, whatever best friends, you know? Well, like I said, they asked us that in the first week we were in the CIF. We, we hadn't even moved into the pack gym yet. We were still in CIF gym Is that for right? the summer. And that's when they, I forget who it was specifically who asked us, but I'm, I have a pretty good idea of who it was. <laughs> someone was like, how long have you guys known each other? Like, yeah. yeah, it seems like you guys have like, did you start school together or you've been in classes together? And it's like, we genuinely had no idea who either of us was like were. Yeah. So like yeah, you said, you're just emailing this random coach. You're like, well, this is the person in charge. Let me see if I can yeah. go work with them. And I get an email from a student. I'm like, okay, let's, yeah. let's see where this goes. And then. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it was a, it was a wild ride. And it worked out. I definitely, yeah, I, I haven't, I've coached with, I've coached with other people for sure. I don't think I've coached with as many people as you have, but definitely never worked with somebody as well as I worked with you for sure. Didn't have that same kind of like bouncing off each other, making each other better kind of relationship. Yeah, it was, it was really beneficial. I thought there was no, at least I hope there wasn't like a, like a hierarchy. Well, I mean, inherently there was, you know, but On it didn't, it never, it never felt that way. So. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what I was hoping. That's what I was trying to like mm -hmm. trying to create. And, and that's how I felt it. It was cause there was never a point where it was like, Oh, technically by job title, one person's here, one person's there, but it never, it never felt that way. It always felt like there was always yeah. a collective goal that we were trying to. Or at, at the very least, like you were standing on kind of this two person pedestal and I was, I was down here at the beginning and you're just like reaching a hand down towards me. Like, Hey man, come up here. There's room for two. There's room for two. Yeah. We can both share the top step of the podium. Yeah. We can share the gold medal. Split it in two. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild to think about like kind of where that all started like four or yeah. five years ago. And now, where we are with with the stuff that we're doing today and then obviously covid turns the world upside down and it was even funny when we were just randomly on the chat and then i was like man i think it'd be kind of cool to start a podcast like we have some extra time obviously covid and all this type of stuff is going on and then you were like i was actually thinking the exact same thing well and i feel like we it was 
semi-serious, I think, but we joked about it, you know, within a month of hanging out, I think we joked about having a podcast or a YouTube channel or something. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And then here we are. Here we are. Recording stuff and okay, let's go buy a microphone, do this. And, you know, and, and the other thing that makes me excited to do this too, is that not only are we going to get to have like these weekly interactions and, you know, depending on the topics we talk about, it's going to force us to look into, you know, a particular topic or training modality or something in a little more depth. But I'm also looking forward to the potential interaction from other people from the outside, right? Where all of a sudden where someone starts to listen to this or someone looks at this and it's, you know, maybe someone we know through somebody but we don't actually know that person or we've never interacted with them. And then all of a sudden, if someone's reaching out, Hey, I think it'd be great if you talk about this or talk about that. And then the opportunity to engage with the coaching community, like on a bigger or wider level. Yeah. Right. Cause I think the, the coaching community for the most part is usually pretty open to, you know, sharing ideas and talking about things and, you know, exposing people to the things they've been, they've been exposed to, especially in the strength coach community where things yeah. seem to be, be pretty open. So I think that's another potential exciting part too, is that think about how much we've learned from each other over the years. And that's just between two people. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, if you bring in a bunch of other people or you bring on a guest or this or that, it just, the opportunity to learn just increases tenfold. Oh, 100%. It becomes really, really, you know, exciting to potentially learn from all sorts of people that isn't just you or me, but, you know, people from different places with different experiences, working with different sports, a yeah. lot to be learned from, you yeah. know, the greater community. Yeah, 100%. And, and also sharing the knowledge that we have. And I feel like, we're obviously going to teach each other things throughout this journey. We're going to learn things from, from guests and other coaches throughout this journey and, and like forcing ourselves to look into things that we wouldn't normally look into. Just there's going to be so much more that comes out of this and having people along for the ride to witness the knowledge that kind of comes out of this and the knowledge that we already have that we're able to share with the community at large as well, I think is going to be really rewarding. Well, and I think that's one of the cool things too. Like, even if we go back to a little bit when we were talking about, you know, powerlifting or track being maybe on the outside looking in such a, maybe a simple activity, but then in actuality, it's a pretty complex and specific thing that you're, that you're doing. So I think what's kind of cool is that I think if you talk to anybody in, in the track community, and I imagine it's the same in the powerlifting community, right? Where if someone comes to us and is like, like, how do we figure out how to make people jump farther or higher or run faster? You know, the way that, that, that you do in your sport. And the answer is often we have to spend more time with it. You have to really dive into it. You really have to commit to it. Mm. And you only have so much time and energy to commit into one thing. And I imagine powerlifting is a little bit the same way. 
It's oh, like, yeah. how do I learn about bench press or squat or deadlift so specifically and so in depth? Well, you have to see a lot of it. You have to read a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the cool thing is that would I have had the time to explore track and field and powerlifting together with that type of depth? Definitely not. But you've explored powerlifting. I've explored a little bit about track and field. And then all of a sudden, it's a little bit like sharing the load. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you learned all these really cool things. And it took you a lot of time. But in a relatively short period of time, you can, I guess, call it enlighten me with, with some of that knowledge and vice versa. So that's, I think another really cool part is, you know, mm-hmm. bringing things, it sounds kind of, you know, corny, but like, you know, the teamwork dynamic where you can achieve more as a team. And in this case, it's, you know, kind of splitting the burden on learning all these new things and then collectively coming back. Yeah. No, that's really- those ideas. Yeah, it's a really cool, and I'm I'm glad that you phrased it that way because that kind of just brought me back to the beginning that uh, one of the things you said was we, like we were together and then we split up and then now we're back together again. And it, it very much is like, you know, you're, you know, walking around this kind of dark labyrinth-esque room kind of thing. And we were at the entrance together and, and then we know what we know at that time. We've learned you know, how we got there. And then it's like, okay, Tom, you go left, I'll go right. We'll, uh, we'll see what we see. And, and then we'll reconvene and figure it out. And it's, it's very much like, you know, we started in the same place. We know how we got there. And then you're going left to sprinting and track and I'm going right to powerlifting and strength sports. And then here we are again and we'll discuss what we learned on our journey. And hopefully have a little bit of fun along the way. Oh yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think that's inevitable. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just going to naturally come out of whatever we're talking about. Cause eventually the conversations get ridiculous and hilarious at some point. And I'm looking to that. I'm looking forward to that probably even more than the science stuff. Well, I think that's what makes our conversation so fun mm-hmm. is it's a lot of the times we have the intention of, okay, let's talk about, a, B, or C. And we do talk about A, B, or C, but it's in this really roundabout kind of yeah. like casual, informal type of way. It's not like we're giving presentations to each other and I go, okay, let me, let me pull up my PowerPoint here mm-hmm. and present to you all my findings. It's, you know, way more just conversational and back and forth. Yeah. More accessible. Exactly. More fun. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I like the idea of the music bit at the end. Yeah. I think that's always, we're going to do that too. That's going to be fun. That was the other thing. I actually, when I was thinking about how we were going to describe the show in this first episode, well, this zeroth episode. Zeroth. Yeah. Coined a new word. I like that. Um, I was, yeah, I was going to say, you know, we're going to talk about science. We're going to talk about performance. We're going to talk about some goofy things. And then we're going to talk about some music too. And then obviously whatever else comes up like sandwiches, but um, yeah, music. We're going to talk about that a little bit here and there. Well, every episode a little bit. I feel like it's a nice way to cap off the episode. Yeah. Right. Like just a little bit like, what are you listening to right now? And it could yeah. be, what are you listening to as you're learning and studying about things? It could be, I mean, what are you working out to? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you listen to music. 
Well, it depends, you know, like it's sometimes it's just whatever, like it, when I'm training, it's just whatever's on in the gym a lot of the time. And if I'm there by myself, which these days, the gym actually in, uh, in Waterloo just opened up like a week ago. Um, I haven't been yet. I had my first personal training session there on Tuesday, the 21st at the time of recording. So yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been training very much lately at all, but, uh, yeah, when I've been like writing, then I'll listen to a lot of rock covers by Violet Orlandi, which is pretty solid on, uh, on YouTube. It's the more casual songs end up a little bit more metal and the, and the more metal songs end up a little bit more casual, which I, I personally prefer. I like that middle ground. And uh, I actually just watched the musical Hamilton as really? well. Yeah. And that was phenomenal. So listening to that soundtrack is also a very good choice. It's very cultured. Mm. But I mean, I don't know. To me, the cool thing is like, I mean, I'm listening to music all the time mm-hmm. outside of like a time like this where we're recording something. And if I had noise going on in the background, it would be distracting. But I mean, if I'm cooking food, if I'm, you know, reading, writing, working out, almost anything, I have music going on in the background. But to me, the cool part is that I think there's, there's like a pretty strong connection between music and and training i mean how many training environments in a weight room do you go into and there's no music oh never there's always music that's what i mean so i think it is kind of interesting just even to end off every episode with you know what are you listening to as you you work out because i mean i don't know about you but the number of times where you go into a weight room and a team comes in or you're there with athletes and they're like we want to change the music and it's like, well, what do you want? It's like, I don't know. You pick something. And it's like, you always have to be prepared to some extent with, Oh, what should I throw on? What's going to, what's going to work. So even just, you know, even that though, like, I, I don't know if I've ever experienced that really like either, either the gym playlist is what it is that day or that week or whatever. Um, but if somebody comes in and wants to change the music, like they always have an idea. You know what I mean? Like they, they know what their team, like what it's about setting the tone, I guess it's about setting the tone and setting the, the mood and the intensity and the attitude, setting the mood. You know, well, <laughs> I, like it is though, right. You know, you use music to set a romantic mood or you use music to set the mood of, you know, tossing steel around for an hour and a half. But have you actually never got that? like a group of athletes or someone comes in and they're like, I don't like the music. Can you change it? I'm like, yeah, what do you want to listen to? And they're like, we don't know. We just need something that'll pump us up. I'm like, like what? And like, I don't know, but just pick something that'll make me motivated to work out. You've never got that. No, not from, not from athletes, not from athletes, maybe from like casual gym goers that need that, you know, like hip hop, that 2010s hip hop dance music playlist. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's, I think it's just going to be kind of fun to, you know, cap an episode with what are you listening to? Okay. What are you listening to? Just cause I think, like I said, there's probably so many cases where, you know, other coaches or strength coaches or people are, you know, always doing work and maybe listening to music or in the, like I said, just the culture of music in the weight room environment 
100%. is almost synonymous with one another. So to, you know, share a little bit of like what you've been listening to is, you know, definitely it's going to be kind of fun to share. And definitely we know that'll be well, an adventure. I guess I already shared what I'm listening to right now. What are you listening to? Um, well, I know this was before the zero with episode, you know, the, I was listening to stuff that's a little bit lighter. Mm. Um, and then when I realized we were talking about that, I was like, ah, I maybe need to go back to something a little bit heavier mm. for when I'm, when I'm working out. So you want to impress the fans? No, I just think that it's like, if you Hey, if you want to move heavy metal, listen to heavy metal. Yeah. Right. Fair so fair I was fair. like, ah, let's get some of the heavier stuff going and been listening to a lot of, a lot of bolt thrower. Mm. now that uh you know trying to lift a little heavier and, and have some fun with that type sure. of stuff so nice some pretty heavy you know 90s 90s metal very good but again if i'm like working or typing something it's it's gotta be a little lighter so still have like the synth wave going it's just an ambient background noise if i'm mm. you know writing lectures or you know creating classroom slides or something like that. So it's yeah. probably always going to be a combination of those two very divergent music worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find, yeah, writing, it needs to be, I'm actually surprised that I can tolerate lyrics when I'm writing. I used to think that I wouldn't be able to, but if it's just, if it's something that you've listened to enough and it's just kind of a consistent mood, then I feel like it just helps block out everything else. Yeah, I th- like with I'm the same way. I don't think the words or the lyrics, um, you know, distract me too too much. I get distracted if I really know the song. Oh, interesting. So if like if I'm trying to do work or something, I'll probably go on like YouTube or Spotify and just pull up like a random playlist of like mm. an hour of music that's in a particular genre. Because if I don't know it, then I'm not like tapping my foot to it. I'm not singing along to it. Mm, it's just kind of ambient noise in the background. As where yeah, if I know the song, I get completely distracted. And I'm like, all right, let's, you know, I'm going to sing along. I'm going to tap along. I get distracted and like kind of look over and I'm like, ah, I can take a five minute break and just pick up the guitar or, or something like that. Right. So I find music I know way more distracting. Mm, that's interesting than like music I've never heard before. Yeah, that's interesting. I know like music that I know, it's definitely at the good parts. You know, it's distracting. Like if you're listening to a playlist that you've listened to a bunch of times, then it can be distracting when you like, there's certain songs that come up um, or certain parts of certain songs. But I think that it helps me anyway, just kind of like it's all expected. You know, like I'm used to listening to this. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me versus like some metal songs are pretty um like some bullet for my valentine songs are pretty like chill and then very intense and it just kind of comes out of nowhere and i feel like that would be distracting for me you know even though i guess even though i know the song but if it's for me i think it's about the consistent mood you know consistent sound yeah as soon as there's like a drastic change it like it pulls your attention to it and you're like oh that got really dark really quick 
or yeah. that got very heavy very quick or yeah. the mood just dropped or something yeah. like that. But yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to that part of the of the yeah, show. For sure. Is, you know, it's a little five minutes at the end where you mm-hmm. listen to, done. Mm-hmm. And then and then kind of cap it there. But but yeah, I mean, I'm honestly super stoked to to go forward with this. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I think it's hilarious. I've just kind of started as like a like a half joking idea. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, we could we could do a podcast. Maybe we should do that. And then all of a sudden all right, let's, let's get some microphones and headsets and yeah, we're all in and let's, let's move forward with this thing. So, I mean, yeah, like I'm super stoked to, to kind of do this and I hope you're just as excited. Yeah, no, I am for sure. Yeah. It's especially during these times, you know, you don't interact with a lot of people. This, this kind of, I mean, it always ends up being way longer than an hour, but this hour long conversation is, is definitely one of the better parts to, to just yeah interact with a, with a very good friend about, you know, something that we're both interested in as well. Well, I think it's funny you say that it's always an hour call. I mean, for sure the recording will be, yeah, we'll try to keep it to an hour. Yeah. I mean, I have a timer going here. I didn't tell you, but we're, you we're doing okay timer? for time. You lied to me. I did lie to you, but Podcast. I told you the truth. Podcast over. I only lied to you for about 35 minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> Is that that's, it? That's what we're at right now. Oh, that's pretty good. Give or take. I started recording a little bit after. So I think I'm a little bit, a little bit behind, but mm. you know, like I, this is probably like a 45 minute thing, but I mean, we know if we get on to record a 45 minute kind of banter yeah, that it's probably 45 minutes before and 45 minutes after. Oh yeah. And apparently for you even longer, because when we leave the Zoom call, you stay in here by yourself. Yeah. Solo meeting. Solo meeting. Yeah. So it's where, it's where all the real work gets done, Tom. All the planning without me. Yeah. Yeah. We get we get some actually quality brainstorming done when you leave. Oh, so that's why you have the session afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Tommy's <laughs> gone. We can come up with some genuine <laughs> ideas now. Yeah. The class clown has left the uh has left the meeting. So yeah, let's get I, some work done. I was joking a little while ago. I think that um, for my kids, I want to bring back the dunce cap. And if, and if my one, one day, one of my hypothetical kids is going to do something so stupid that they just get this cone hat and they have to go stand in the corner and the hat says dumbest boy in school. And <laughs> Yeah, I think that'll be really fun. Just humiliate them socially. Yeah. Where they're like, I don't feel like doing that oh, ever true. again. It's not worth be, it. Social media will be a thing then too. I mean, ideally, Social media is already a thing. Well, it'll still be a thing. When I was a kid, when we were kids, social media was not a thing. That's true. But maybe there's going to be something even better. Yeah, when this internet fad finally cools off. It's just, it's, it's just here for a little bit. Yeah. Like, who is that guy who said the car is a fad, the horse is forever? I don't know, but I'm still with the horse. I think there was some investor who said that. Hmm. They were trying to get him to invest in Ford. And he's like, ah, the car is a fad, the horse is forever. Hmm. I bet he regrets that. I'm sure he does. Yeah. 
but yeah, it would be it would be cool, I guess, to put it on his uh, TikTok or whatever equivalent at the time. Yeah, TikTok will definitely be dead by then. It'll be something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you the, there's so much possibility with the dunce cap. Yeah. You could get in trouble for that though. Like, is that socially acceptable? I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm just calling. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know what, because 40 years ago, it was very acceptable to hit your kids. And now it's very not acceptable. So maybe in another 40 years, it's not going to be acceptable to make your kids wear silly hats. I don't know. Who knows? That's I'm just playing devil's advocate. Just being like, is it, <laughs> it? I don't want to see you get in trouble. I appreciate that. See, this is this is the the greater learning and the greater problem solving that the viewers want. This is the getting the world involved part. Yeah, that we were talking about. Yeah, getting the internet to chime in for their opinion. Hmm. Yeah, because you know the internet has an opinion. Yeah. Hey, listeners, everything. send us a message at wherever we receive messages by the time of this recording that's true yeah let us know what you think about the dunce cap would it it technically be making a comeback yeah i think i think it would be because i feel like the dunce cap was like something you see in like a like black and white recording of like a classroom yeah yeah when schools were one classroom big then yeah you would wear the dunce cap if you were the dumbest the dumbest in school so Braden 2020, big dunce cap comeback. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm predicting it. I'm I'm gonna make sure that it happens. That's gonna be one of my businesses. I'm gonna use this as a platform to promote my various businesses. One of them being that. The dunce cap, yeah. I'm gonna manufacture dunce caps. At some point. I won't be teaming up with you for that one. That's fine. We'll yeah, get that'll, lot, be, that'll be your solo project. We'll get a lot of good brainstorming done in the meetings without you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you can save it for then. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you want to you talk about? Um, well, I mean, okay, we maybe, maybe we'll cut this part out. Maybe we won't. We need to figure out a way to end the show after the music part. Like a sign-off. A sign off. And also a lot of podcasts that I listen to, they promote whatever else they're doing outside of the podcast at the end as well. Yeah, that's true. Like you promoting your coach education. I would promote my coaching. Things shameless of that, plugs of that nature. Exactly. No shame. There's just no reason plugs. to be ashamed. Yeah. Just plugs. Well, I mean, that's, you know, the power of the internet, right? Free advertising, put it out Absolutely. there for, the whole world to see absolutely i mean what's new in the world of direct strength um like covid's like you mentioned you had a you're able to train people again and facilities are opening so yeah yeah personal training starting back up which is exciting um more people are like more gyms are opening so more people are able to train normally again it's not just the few fortunate home gym peeps um, but 
all of powerlifting was canceled for 2020. So, well, I'm actually not sure if IPF world is still running or not, but Canada is not going to IPF worlds. Um, because it actually, Oh no, it's coming up soon. I think it's in September, I think. Um, but yeah, otherwise all competitions are canceled for 2020 and the next one is nationals 2021. So yeah, that's what we're working towards, but that's a ways away. So that hasn't really impacted the plans too much at this point. Well, I mean, at least you can kind of get, get moving with things again. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, get training, get people on board and mm-hmm. start getting strong. Yeah. And hopefully by the time we record the next one, I, I will have been in the gym personally as well to train myself and get ready for nationals. Mm, I, yeah. well, I mean, maybe yeah. we'll see. We could do an episode live from wherever it is. Yeah. You have to, listeners have to stay, stay tuned in every week to see if I go to nationals or not. Just decide last minute. Well, I mean, yeah, like the qualifying totals are super low this year because of no comp leading up to it. So, yeah. Now's your chance. I mean, I've been, so. I know, but go again. Do better. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Achieve more. Improve. Achieve more. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's what's new in the coach education? Do you have a name for your coach education? Um. Sort of, sort of. So it's still a bit of a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, by the time this goes out, hopefully there's, you know, been agreements to settle upon. Mm-hmm. This is what we're calling it. This is what it's going to be. But just kind of wrapping up a bit of a, like the first round of, of giving that a try. Um, actually tonight, true to the day of this recording, not when it goes out. Um, and then hoping to launch something, you know, for the start of the fall. So sometimes like maybe start of September, start of October, um, kind of, we can go back to the drawing board, see how the first five weeks went, figure out some, some ways to make it better ways to improve it. And then, you know, start advertising and trying to get people to sign up for a September or October start. So probably October because that lets you get settled in with the school year right? Coaching, teaching, all that other stuff. And then you can figure out where do you have time to slot that in and, and make it work. So stuff coming down the pipe, but it's not, uh, it's not confirmed anything yet. Very exciting. But looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the cool part is, you know, if I had to pick another person who I, you know, work very well with and work closely with, it's this other person who we're starting that project up with. So you know, it's, it's been, obviously COVID is a shitty situation and is not fun by any means. It's, it's changed the world. And so anytime you have a pretty radical or dramatic shift in how the world operates, there's always going to potentially be opportunity. And, you know, so now the opportunity to start this podcast, the opportunity to start kind of creating your own thing by either want or necessity is is pretty exciting so you know again to start the podcast to start this coach education stuff is is going to be exciting and it's going to be cool Mm -hmm. so 
I'm really looking forward to see where those things go. Yeah, me too. Very exciting. Well, is, is that it then? Did we do an we did an episode? We did an episode. It, it was, was unstructured, but like yeah. you said, it's the zero with episode. Yeah. So it's just it's bringing the people in. Next time it'll be flawless. And hopefully more informative. Um, well, I mean, they learned things. Maybe not the things that they wanted to learn, but they learned other things. things. Yeah. Then we can get more specific. Give the people what they want. Yeah. But yeah, that that officially could be the zero with episode. I think, yeah, I think all that's left is to sign off. How do you want to sign off? Well, I think maybe that was the Speed Strength Show. I'm Braden. I'm Tommy. And we'll see you next week. Peace.